It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, welcome to the show, everyone, tonight. Uh, we're going to have a good show for you tonight. How do you say it, Wes? Another good show or another great show? I do it like you do. I just do it sexier. Yeah. I don't know about the sexier part, but tonight, uh, folks, we are, we're going to have a great show. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be trying out one of our open mic shows, and I hope everybody likes it. And I think we've all decided uh, that it's going to be called Renegades, and... Um, we're going to be kind of the run of the mill renegades, I guess is what you would call yeah. it. Yeah, your average run of the mill. <laughs> just ordinary, nondescript, right? Dime dozen, not hard asses, just completely oh, run of the mill, no. right? Absolutely, just absolutely no hard ass involved brutal. whatsoever. Middle of the road renegades. Yeah. I like middle of the road too. That's good, just as well. But anyways, we do have. We're going to have a new uh, podcast for everyone. Hope everyone likes it. It's going to be uh, kind of an open mic thing that we've been we've been trying, and it seems to be working. People, we've had good feedback on it. You know, one of the parts I I really enjoy about it is uh, there is no rules. You know, we kind of we kind of kick that around. I guess the only rule is there is no rules on the show tonight. Let's talk about Duke being late. I, I want to address this real quick. Well, we can we we can do that, or do you you want to finish up? I am so totally no, good at that. Go ahead, Woody. Go ahead and finish your update. He, he's already to bust your balls, and we haven't even done the intro yet. So, Duke, I feel sorry for you tonight, buddy. I've been on the other end of that sick as well. <laughs> No, but uh, I do. We have, uh, if we can keep Wes quiet for a second, we do have Wes here, the famous Wes. And, uh, famous Wes. We have uh, Duke with us, or, or Brian. And uh, thanks a lot for being here again tonight, guys. And, and I'm excited about the new show. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure what we're going to all talk about tonight, but I'm sure we'll all have something that uh, hopefully the fans will find entertaining. So, uh, yeah, I can tell you right off the bat don't call Duke Brian. Well,. He'll give you a verbal lashing like you never had before in your life. Well, you just called him late and called him out on the air. And <laughs> you got away with it. Yeah, late, that's easy. different, though. You get away with that. I, I guess I'm in trouble. A late dinner. <laughs> I might take it personally. I, I guess I'm in trouble. Yeah. Uh, can we back this up and edit the part of the Brian part out? Or Yeah. It, anyways. Do, I'll, I'll bleep it. Yeah. Right. I, <laughs> so really, really what that means is Wes is going to make sure that everybody heard me call you Brian. Yeah, and you're screwed, buddy. I'm yeah. sorry by my fault, but anyways, welcome to the show, just, Wes. Good to have you here. I was both Duke, buddy. That's just uh, because basically nobody calls me Brian, except for my mom and dad, both deceased. 
So it's just weird and jarring for me to hear anybody use that name. Not used to it. Well, from now on, we'll make sure it's Duke. <laughs> and I apologize. Uh, how you doing tonight, Duke? <laughs> no, Duke, I'm Brian, sorry. It's Buck. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough day, man. I know we got topics to get to, but uh, uh, I was at my son's soccer game just getting soaked, standing out there just getting rained on, uh, downpour after downpour after downpour. And even worse than that is when you hear the uh, the mothers on the sideline or the fathers, you know, the the probably the most flawed human beings you've ever seen in your life or, or is your soccer mom or your soccer dad on the sideline when they got to come up and they, they yell at the kids and tell them how they would do it differently. And this guy's like 300 pounds. I'm thinking you couldn't get from point A to point B on the field without collapsing, yet you're going to scream on the sideline about how your kid's not running fast enough. Uh just a side note, I had to get that off my uh my Living chair. vicariously through your children is not appropriate. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. Well, I, I just picture you running up and down the sideline, uh, sucking for every breath of life as well. But uh Yeah. That's <laughs> between that's between you and I. Yeah, well I'm not on the sideline like that screaming at my kid either. No, that's 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 true. So uh, yeah, we were, I'm sure we're gonna have some topics tonight, guys, and we need to get to some of those. Uh, is there anything that happened this week to you guys that you guys want to kind of get out in front, other than the uh, soccer game, which is important? Uh, you mean like what news? Yeah, whatever you got. It's no rules. Remember, oh. that's the only rule. No, yeah, only rule is no rules. I thought it was a little bit alarming that Turkey in, uh, was invading Syria. <laughs> that that is, you know, what's alarming? Also alarming is. Is majority of the news reports and news stations are not reporting on certain topics like that, which I don't understand. And another thing that Wes and I were talking about the other night, Duke, was you know um, you could go online at any given time and see whatever our the DefCon alert was at or four or five or whatever. And and now you you can't even find that website. The website's gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of weird as well. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Uh, you know what what happened? Did they run out of funding for it? I'm not real sure. Yeah, I think the whole Turkey thing was interesting. It was, uh, uh, what was it? The pres- I don't know. They call him the president over there? I think it's the prime minister. Prime minister or chancellor. Or I'm not sure. Fearless leader, whatever Fearless they call leader. him over there. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. He's like, yeah, we're going into Russia. I declare, or I'm going into Syria. I declared war. We're going to get rid of the Assad regime. And uh, the, the crazy part is he made it. I guess he made an announcement like two or three days later after talking to Putin. He's like, well, we're going in to kill ISIS. Like, he changed his whole tune on that. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, because he smelled which way the wind was blowing. Obama can't stand him and isn't going to back him up, even though he's supposedly a NATO country. And even though Putin saved him from being assassinated, he isn't interested in dealing around with his crap. He's got a bigger agenda. So it was sort of like, you've got both of the big powers against you on this. Don't screw around. I think Putin scared him. I think Putin was like, shut your mouth about taking out Assad and you need to retract that and clean it up a little bit and I think he did I think it was because of Putin I think Putin was like fix this well you know he's in there expending Russian money trying to wipe out ISIS and kill those verminous uh, guys at the same time that we're not there backing him up and helping him and should be if we hate the terrorists like you know we supposedly do why aren't we there helping them? I don't think. I think it's because we don't have really the the people. Well, I don't think we have the military power right now to to do that. 
you know, I'm not real sure about that, but... Oh, we got plenty of air power. That's true. That's true. I can't disagree with that. Can I tell you guys something that bothers me? Hmm. Is the Tide Challenge. Have you guys seen this? Online? And on their stupid commercials? I haven't. <laughs> it really bothers me. I have, I have not seen that. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, so the Tide Challenge, you know Tide, right? The stuff you wash your clothes with? Yeah, T-I-D-E. Tide? Yeah, yeah. yeah. T-I-D-E. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mandela effect. T-I-D-E. Anyway, they uh, they got this uh, Tide Challenge, and I see it on commercials all the time, and I think, well, what a bunch of douchebags. But they go through, and the Tide Challenge is to get your clothes as dirty as possible and then wash them in Tide, and then you can see how well Tide does. And I'm thinking, it's like, this isn't like the Ice Bucket Challenge. It'd be like Pizza Hut being like, hey, we got the Pizza Hut Challenge. Basically, you eat our pizza and tell us how great it is. <laughs> it just burns my ass. It's like, well, that's what Tide does. It cleans clothes. Like, so we got a tight anyway. I haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Well, they're th- they're sort of throwing down the gauntlet though, because suppose you find something that really won't clean, and you post that video, and it goes viral. Yeah. Well, there's so many claims that things that Tide does is it also uh, kills the moss on your roof. I don't know. It improves your marriage. It does everything else. I guess I don't know, but there's up chemtrails. <laughs> yeah, it clears up chemtrails. Uh, you know, and you, you know something, guys. I was going through today, and I was I was trying to find different topics and things to talk about, and um, stuff that you know not everybody's heard, or something that was kind of off the wall. But uh, one thing I I realized today that was, and it's kind of scary, is that everything that you look up, or any news article that you look up, anything you read anymore, it's it's bad bad stuff, man. You never find anything good anymore to talk about. And it was kind of a reality check for me today. You know, I mean, there's. It, it seems like every every channel you turn on, there's a fire somewhere, someone's dying. Um, you know, we're almost at World War Three. People are claiming, and it was just like one thing after the other, and it almost kind of like uh, it, it didn't leave me with with a very comforting feeling. Feeling, you know, and um, I don't know if you guys kind of ran across that same thing, but uh, it's. A, I didn't prepare for the show, well, so it's a scary world out there. That was what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> really, it really is, man. Well, I don't know. I don't even pay any attention to mainstream media, and the alternate media is always scary, so I didn't notice any change between, like, yesterday and today. Oh, you guys are really boring tonight, you know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Duke's grumpy. <laughs> oh, man. I think Duke's grouchy tonight. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the... Uh, I'm in too much pain. I got beat up earlier this week by my physical therapist who, like, put me in little lots and squashed me around and stuff, and... Maybe uh, uh, made me even more beat up than I was to start with. You're doing that physical therapy thing now, aren't you? For your pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's um they liked you, man. They it's uh, I remember when I was in a car accident, I went through that. And it's it's no fun. You would think going through uh, going to a physical therapist would be fun, but uh they pretty much rape you when you go in there and then they yeah. want then they charge you and the, charge you in the ass for it afterwards. And you're like <laughs> I don't get it. Like I show up at this anyway. Yeah. Well, the last guy that I used to to uh, go to physical therapy with actually was a Olympic level skier before he had an accident, and basically should have been crippled for life, but rehabilitated himself, became a physical therapist, and uh, you know he would just show you different exercises and movements and that sort of stuff, which was as far as I could get with that. But now this one is OMT occupational massage therapy, which means they get to beat you up and squish you into a pretzel and crush you into teeny uh, tiny spots and. Yeah, it's it's freaking painful. 
I remember thinking that I'd prefer to be waterboarded, but apparently that won't help the condition, so I have to put up with this instead. You don't you don't know until you try. Yeah, I know it's true. <laughs> I'd like to waterboard Woody. That's, <laughs> that's one of the worst. Man, I have nightmares about that. So that's one of the worst things I'm I'm afraid of. Uh, one of the, one of them, but. Uh, uh, Another thing is, like, you guys have you guys have you guys been following any of the like Portland news over here? I know I know Duke hasn't, but I don't know if you have West. But uh, they're, they, they, we've had a problem with the water over here in Portland. We don't live in Portland; we actually live across the river in Vancouver. But uh, Duke, you got something going on there in the background? It sounds like whistles. I don't hear anything here. Do you hear that? Is it just me? I think it's in your head, brother. Oh, okay. Maybe you need to see somebody. I stand corrected. No, I do hear a little something. I don't know what it is, but I just glance back at my iguana, who's not moving or making any other noise, and went, "Nope, that's it. Dragon's already you should, sleeping." You should get a cat. You know what I mean? What are you, what are you doing with lizards? Why don't you get a cat or a dog a, or a goldfish? Ah, lizards are more fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're saying, what are you about the water? Anyways, yeah, you know they have in the last. Uh, I think it was last month they had a. It was. It was a. And every now and then they come, they came out and say it on when we have heavy rainfall over here in the Portland metro area, Vancouver included. But uh, they had a water boil. Got to boil your water, right? Got you got to clean your water, uh, and it'll go on for a couple weeks, and then they'll and then they'll say, okay, now it's clean. It's okay to drink out of the faucet. Well, I was listening to one of the the major news show news shows on the way over here, and uh, they were saying that Portland now. Um, they're going to raise the pH level of the water in Portland. So, and your first question is, why are they doing that? Well, we've had a problem with a lot of the schools. They went through and they tested the schools for lead levels and whatnot. And they actually, the city of Portland went through and made the uh, certain school districts and certain schools go through and do a complete rebuild, replace all their plumbing from the ground up, did everything they asked. And it somewhat got the lead levels below uh, the recommended, whatever the recommended levels were. It was in a safe zone, I guess we can say. Well, come to find out, they make on one of the one of the most major news stations on the radio today, they came out and they say, well, we're going to increase the pH levels of the Portland City uh, water. And the reason is, is because in our own water, there's too much lead. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to raise the pH. And like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a chemist, okay? I'm not a chemist, but I know when you raise the pH level in water in certain things that chlorine pools whatnot alkalinity what it does is makes everything bond together to where a filter or something can you know pick it out but you're still going to have lead in there which means everybody would have to have filters so i i thought it was really i thought it was kind of stupid for the city of portland why not just fix your piping why do you gotta i realize it's millions of dollars but man it's so far behind the times that uh they should do something about it other than raising the ph level that's not going to fix the issue you know Anyways, I don't know. It pissed me off, and so obviously I can tell you guys don't care because Wes is over there staring at the ceiling fan. But anyways, you know it it it, uh, it, it did. It, it pissed me off. You know. Are you, are you running for government? I should. I, re- I thought about that. That's why I drink well, booze. So it's indicative of problems that are happening all over the country with systems like that that are old, outdated, and failing. Because instead of spending money on infrastructure, we've been pissing it away on wars overseas where we shouldn't frickin' be in the first place. Duke, let's talk about your life. What's going on in your life? You seem really grouchy tonight. Oh, just the usual. <laughs> That's a woody answer. Okay. <laughs> you worried about world peace? 
World peace. Tell me what's in your mind, big guy. Big guy. Don't don't call him Brian. Did I hear Brian? No, it's a big guy. Oh, well, big guy. Sorry. Deuce is gonna fly here and beat your ass for just saying. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is fun, Brian or Duke. Yeah, don't pick on me. I really fucking hate that when people use that name. It's fired up tonight, man. Yeah. Sorry, I won't do it again. I was doing it all fun, man. That's all. Yeah, that's a lot harder than you bastards thought, huh? It's not so easy to get in front of a mic and start talking, huh? Yeah, yeah. and just to ramble on endlessly. Well, it all depends on what you guys want to talk about. There's plenty of weird <laughs> things going on. Can I, can I tell you guys a funny story or an interesting story? Please do. It'll help. I'll save this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or what do you got, Duke? What do you got for us? Oh, I don't know. I mean, there was a couple things we mentioned last time that we could get into that people would really probably enjoy hearing more about. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and go on with my story then. Uh, <laughs> Rudolph Fence. You guys know the story about Rudolph Fence? Yeah. So it's an interesting, very, very interesting story. And I don't know if it's a BS story or not. But Rudolph Fence. So this guy, his name is Rudolph Fence. Back in the 50s, I think it was... Uh, Summertime 1951, and it was about 11 o'clock at night. Rudolph Fence steps out, and he's in uh, New York City's Times Square. He's about 20 years of age, and he's dressed in old-fashioned, late 19th century clothes. And this guy shows up, and people that, witnesses that saw him, basically saw this guy and thought he was from the late 1800s, the way he was dressed, the way he was acting. And this guy's shocked when he comes out um, when people see him, he's just an awestruck of these cars that are passing by, and he's in complete awestruck of the lights. He just looked like a person way out of place. And witnesses that saw him said the guy looked terrified, and he ran out in the middle of the road, gets hit by a taxi cab, and dies. And the, the officials at the morgue they searched the body, and uh, they found a copper token uh, for beer worth five cents. Uh, bearing the name of a saloon, which actually doesn't exist anymore. Uh, they found a bill for um, the care of horse and the washing of a carriage uh, drawn on a, on a stable on Lexington Avenue that was no longer there anymore, and about $70 in, in old banknotes. And then they found a business card uh, with the name Rudolph Fence on it, which matched the, the bill that they found in his pocket. And they also found a letter and a couple other things on him. And so the story kind of dies there. People thought it was just a BS urban legend. Well, in 1955, some detectives started looking into it. And they found Rudolph Fence Jr., uh, which would be his son. And so they go to his place and they ask for Mr. Fence. But they um, he had passed away. And his wife, his widow was still alive and they start asking her questions about Rudolph Fence senior and she said that uh, it was in the 1800s actually he left the home and never came back no one ever knew what happened to him and that was a story that uh, Rudolph Fence Jr. told his wife at the time that he just left one night he left one night never came back and they never knew what happened to him and it's a fascinating story. I know some detectives really looked into this story, and there's a little tiny bit of truth to some of this story. 
And you don't know if it was just made up for some science fiction writer. I know in the 50s they were big on science fiction. But they don't know. It's a fascinating story. If the audience is out there, go look up Rudolph Fence and actually look into the story of Rudolph Fence. And you can find where people actually looked in all the way up to the 70s. People were looking into this guy. There was a guy that actually died that actually was dressed in late 1800s attire uh, that ran out in front of a car and actually got struck by a car. It's a fascinating story. I don't know. What do you think about that, Woody? Think it's BS? Wait, uh, in what year did this uh, did it happen again? Uh, they claim it happened in 1951. Detectives started looking into it in 1955. I don't know. That's that's uh. It's definitely something to think about, and the reason why I say that is because in the time frame back in the 50s, they wouldn't have had all like the CSI crap they have today in order to date something. So it would be kind of interesting to me if they still had – do they still have the body of, of him or no, any of his sure belongings or anything? It would be nice to go back and test it with today's technology. I don't really know, man. I'm kind of up in the air. Uh, it, it's a good story. Uh, I don't know that much about it, I guess. Yeah, and it was cited in the newspapers, too, uh, about this Rudolph Fence dying in 1951. But, you know, like most media, you you got to be careful what you trust and what you don't trust. What do, what do you think, Duke? I did a little bit of follow-up on it, and it's really interesting because at one point it looks like everybody was diving on it, trying to debunk it and claim it was fake. And then the next generation that came along and started looking at it started digging up information that made it look like it was real again. So it's really hard to know which way to go with this one. I know it's a really cool story, though. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, what do you guys got? Well, you know, what I thought we might be kind of uh, kind to the audience and elaborate a little bit more on that Nimrod's tomb thing. Yeah, sounds good. Go ahead, man. Hey, <laughs> go ahead, man. Well, you've got part of the story that starts off with where uh, you were actually the one that was telling me about the... Uh, um, archaeologists over in where was it Romania or Bulgaria that were digging and got into an underground citadel of some sort and it had its own power source and everything the story behind it from what I understood is they had dug up Nimrod's tomb uh, the story of Gil- Gilgamesh uh, the which is the same person Nimrod and, and this King Gil- Gilgamesh I don't know why I can't say his name I feel like a retard but anyway he um they had actually dug up his tomb. They had found his tomb, and it was buried under the Euphrates River, or where the Euphrates once flowed. Yeah, and, the former course of the Euphrates River. Right. Now it's desert. And they saw it from satellite, which is how they figured out where it was. Yeah, and she had dug it up. And what was interesting is when she dug it up, and, and people can look at, look this up. I mean, it's public record. Uh, 2003, I believe. Yep. Uh, they had dug it up, and... It's King Nimrod's tomb. And when she dug it up, one of the comments she made was she couldn't believe how well-preserved his body was. Uh, His body was almost like he was buried yesterday, which shocked the archaeologists. And then a month later, we're in Iraq, and they'd built a huge military complex right next to this uh, archaeology site. They basically The United States took over uh, digging it up. But and yeah, there's a little bit more to the it. time that uh, who was it the um, the archaeological department in Munich, Germany, I think, are the ones that were working on it. Days after them releasing the information on what they had found, we were suddenly in Iraq invading, <clears throat> taking over this area on the search for ABC, 
atomic, biological, or chemical weapons. And uh, maybe it was B. Maybe it was biological. Maybe they wanted Gilgamesh's mummy because it's pretty well known that Gilgamesh Nimrod, same character, uh, Gilgamesh is Nephilim. He was a giant. And so that's what Woody and I were just talking about. I said, you know, they can't really... Uh, what what defines a person? Really, what defines someone? Uh, and what actually defines someone is the experiences in your life, what you've learned from, what you haven't learned from. So they could potentially take his DNA, recreate him, uh, but it wouldn't quite be Nimrod uh, because it would be a different person. But they could take his DNA yeah. structure and actually create him. Yeah. And there's a passage, too, in the Bible that talks about uh, the Antichrist uh, and how he would be found in the desert and don't go looking for him. Uh, there's all kinds of warnings on it. And there's a passage that makes reference to uh, eagles digging him up and eagles being around the body. And as we mentioned on uh, Sasquatch Chronicles, uh, when you and I were talking about Duke, within that passage, it talks about them, uh, eagles being surrounded by eagles. And what's on the U.S. military uniform. There's eagles on there. And so it makes you wonder uh, a little bit about why why the interest on digging this guy up. Yeah, and shortly before that is when they had that little archaeological bit going over in, uh, like I started out saying, I think it was Romania or Bulgaria, somewhere over there. And the archaeologist team thought they had this ancient pyramid that they were digging into. And all of a sudden, uh, like American military with top-of-the-line drilling equipment show up sort of take over the dig, open access for them, and then they all collectively go inside to see what's there. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I find I find that whole thing... I'm actually sitting here... Uh, I was going back and kind of referencing some stuff to uh, to it, uh, to Nibron's tomb, and, you know, I think there's more going on than what, than what people actually think from what I'm sitting here reading. Hey, thanks for preparing for the show while we're on the air. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's not a problem. I'm glad to do the. I'm glad to do the opening. And well, it wasn't like we told them what we were going to talk about. Nobody knew. Yeah, nobody. Just, nobody really knew. But it, it, it is kind of. Mike. <laughs> it is kind of fascinating. I think there's. I think there's more going on to it than what people. Than what people think. And I. I actually didn't know that he was actually. He was, or I might have forgot. Uh, he was actually associated with. Uh, Tower of Babel, I guess. Yes, exactly. And as we already mentioned in the uh, Conspiracy Corner episode on the Giants, um, it seems more reasonable to think that um, they were actually trying to build like a Stargate rather than just a tall tower. Because otherwise, you know, it's like, so what if it's a tall tower? Why didn't why didn't God throw lightning bolts at the World Trade Center? You know, because it's a tall tower. Same thing, right? So, But it's not. And uh, the same technology that they would have needed for... For that level of technology, you know, of course, a little bit below that, it'd be your genetic manipulation technology that they would need to create all these horrendous hybrids of mythology that they had running all over the planet. Yeah, I find the, I find the story very fascinating. And then it, it also, from what I've seen, it's uh, him being involved with, a, of course, the Tower of Babel that goes against, you know, what uh, I, I guess against Christianity or what God was thinking back then. That was a big no-no, so... Well, if you think about it from God's perspective, if Gilgamesh uh, slash Nimrod was in fact a Nephilim, he was a child of the. Animal. I'm a little confused. So are those, those two people are like the same person, right? Yes, they are. The, yeah. They're the same person, but um, with that's he, where I get confused because I'm. It says he became uh, a mighty man of old, 
it doesn't say he was born a mighty man of old. It said he became one. So somewhere mm. between after the flood to when Nimrod was born, because he would have been Noah's great-grandson, uh, he had found a way, and I'm sure there was knowledge prior to the flood. Well, in reading with Nephilim, uh, Og of Bashan survived the flood, and him and his minions spread through Bashan. So there were giants there. Well, with Nimrod, though, what I'm saying is I, somehow he found technology. He found a way to become a mighty man. I don't think he was actually born a mighty man because his bloodline isn't uh, Nephilim. But somehow he became – and, you know, people talk about the flood. Prior, they talk about the world prior to the flood. And I think sometimes we look at it as just a couple hundred people or maybe a couple thousand people on the earth. But that's not really true. Uh, there's been all kinds of – speculation and and they do mathematics since people live longer at that time i think i read one estimate where there would have been something like three trillion people on the planet uh prior to the flood and there's some guy goes through and breaks it down for you and kind of explains why he came up with that number and it made a lot of sense when he did which actually makes a lot of sense because in north america we dig up nephilim we dig up big bones of big giant people and so it would have been more than just right around Iraq, Iran, you know, the, the Samaria, the whole birthplace of of the planet. But somehow he became a mighty man of old. Right. And it makes you wonder if he, be, he got a hold of technology with DNA. And you're right, uh, Duke, with the Tower of Babel, there was more to it than just a tower. Uh, it makes me wonder if it was something like CERN. Uh, if you read a lot of the old uh, ancient texts about Nimrod, he was trying to find a gateway into heaven. And he wanted to go kill God and become uh-huh. God. And uh-huh. so, yeah, it was some sort of stargate he was trying to do. It wasn't just he was building a big tower, a big tall tower. There was way more to the story than that. Yeah, it's, that's the really creepy part of the story. <laughs> Why were they actually building that tower again? And, uh, you know, the same kind of technology that they have for that, if you think about it, the reason for the flood was because the whole earth had become corrupt. And it wasn't because watchers had sex with human women that the earth became corrupt it was because they were sinning against everything and it gives a whole long list in uh, Enoch I believe where it tells you everything they sinned against and I mean it's everything you're talking about grain, vegetables, trees plants, fish um, birds uh, you know lizards everything, anything you you can so they're not like physically running around mating with everything okay this is genetic manipulation. This is GMO crap. Same kind of technology they're trying to screw around with now. Yeah. Do, you th- do you think they've already got the, uh, they already have his body and the DNA and they've already fooled with it? Yeah, they dug him up in 2003. Was it three or nine? Three. 2003? Three, yeah. They've had enough time with their advanced processing in order to be- make a so young so, adult clone by now. Why do I feel like the stupid one here right now? <laughs> so they already have his DNA. Yeah. What are they going to do with it? Recreate him. Imagine not, if you. That's not the answer I wanted to hear. One of the archaeologists said when they dug him up, he was a giant. Uh, he was well preserved and he was a giant. I think the archaeologist that dug him up actually said he had six fingers and six toes. So is he. Yep. So is he. Part, so is he part of the Nephilim? Is that what you guys are saying then? Yeah, absolutely. I think he became a direct bloodline or a hybrid descendant of him. That's not what Wes is saying. Wes is saying he does not have the bloodline, and you're saying well. If he got genetically modified to be 
one of them, you know, sort of irrelevant. He ended up being one anyway. Yeah, either way. Okay. Either way, they okay. describe him that as makes one. Sense. That makes yeah. sense. The other thing that's interesting, though, is if you look at, like, the carvings of uh, Gilgamesh, they show him holding an adult lion in his arms like it's a cat. Uh, and so if he's, like, that size, the guy's, like, 15 feet tall. And uh, that's about the size the Nephilim generally were, according to what we understand. The latter generations of him, anyway, at the time he would have been around. And... Uh, <clears throat> You know, being that tremendous size, it's also interesting that he had a companion that went on a lot of his epic adventures with him, named Enkidu, who was a wild man covered with hair, who used like a torn up tree to beat his enemies with. Uh, essentially, a classic Bigfoot was his right hand man, going out doing Batman and Robin crap five thousand years ago, but Gilgamesh and Enkidu instead. They dug him up too. They actually dug him up too, and the archaeologist said he was a big hairy guy. Just covered mm-hmm. in hair, and uh, they actually dug him up too. It was uh, Nimrod's buddy. Yep. You got to read more wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just smiling. You're probably right. Roasting on each other. Well, anyway, where this whole thing in Romania with them digging into this underground comes in is that apparently after they dig into the underground and go into it, something just activates and interior lights come on. And uh, ahead of them, they can see that there's this huge table that's uh, way too tall for normal-sized humans. you remember this one, Wes? Yeah, for the audience, do you want to back it up and explain this supposed underground? I don't know I'd call it alien. It's just an ancient underground. No, it actually directly relates to what we're talking about because there are alcoves in this thing to get way toward the end of the story that actually had uh, Nephilim giants in stasis. And after they got in there, the one person who was actually able to penetrate its presence apparently activated them and woke these things up again. So they started coming out of stasis. And at the same time that it activated this particular complex, it also seemed to have activated other connected complexes in other parts of the world. And it was shortly after that that mysteriously from satellite, they saw in the ancient riverbed of the Euphrates where the tomb of Nimrod was, which could have been another one of these points that had been activated. Yeah, yeah and for the audience, uh, I'll explain it. So they found these tunnels in these, um, and I can't remember the name of the, uh, I want to say Bus- Busiki Mountains is what it was called, uh, but it was in Romania, and they claim it was some underground alien base that they found. And the guys went in there, and they went in there with some other people, and it's kind of a shady story. Uh, there's people that claim to be with the Illuminati that showed up when they found this base. And so they go into this this underground base. What did you call the base again? I think it's uh, Bucigi. B-U-C-E-G-I. It's the mountains they found it in. Okay. And now it's like a military installation. But they went in there, and it's a shady story. People go online and read about it. It's a very shady story. And I mean shady because all these shady characters come out of the woodwork and want want into this base. But they walk into this base and they find these tables that are, um, I think the tables are like seven feet tall and chairs. I mean, it looks like it'd be like you walking into a little dollhouse. Uh, you'd be, a, you know, and that's how these huge tables are. They're about seven feet up. There's chairs all around them. And the guys walk in there and what they describe is, they put their hand. They put their hands on this uh, table, 
depending on your DNA, it'll give you the history of your background. It'll completely give the history of your background. And so they go in there and, and it's giving you the history of the world, what happened. Um, they talk about giants. They talk about the Anunnaki. Uh, they talk about, like Duke says, Nimrod's tomb. But it lights up these other places around the world. One of them was in Egypt. One of them was in Iraq. And it was certain places. And what they were describing is the guys put their hands on the table. I mean, you can't write this stuff. Right. Um, they were showing giants in 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 um, chambers around the world in stasis underground. They were kind of like uh, like when a bear hibernates, that sort of thing. They're not dead. They're just in suspended animation or in stasis. And yep. so there's all these locations they give, and one of them's in Egypt, and it's not actually underneath the Great Pyramid, but it's pretty close to where the Great Pyramid was. And they and it gives you the history of the world, it gives you the history of the stars, gives you the history of everything. And it's almost like they this whole base was built for giants. It wasn't built for guys just stumbling upon it. It was actually meant for the Anunnaki's son and their children. And so um, it within this base, they found an area where there was three doorways they could go down. And one was to the center of the earth. One actually went from Romania to Egypt. And I think the other one went to Iraq or someplace in Iraq. And it was just a fascinating story. I mean, and you can go through and, and read about this online, but it's very, very fascinating. Some of the things they describe, some of the different um, topics that they cover uh, from the space is fascinating. And and it's interesting, too, because the whole mountain shut down now. It's all uh, uh-huh. it's, military is all guarding it now. You can't get within any sort of distance within this mountain. They won't let you on the mountain. They won't let you near the mountain. And so it's like, what are they guarding? What are they, uh-huh. you know? And this whole description of, of this base that they found is, is interesting. And don't forget, again, it's the whole DNA-based thing. There's a, one part that you left out is the automated defenses. When they initially tried to go in there, there were several people. And there was like an electric shock or something that killed like all of them, except for one guy who apparently had the right DNA sequence so that the automatic defenses didn't kill him. Yeah. Yeah. They, there was one guy that could get through the automatic defenses and it had something to do with his bloodline. And that was where the story gets kind of weird because there's some guy that showed up who claimed to be with the Illuminati and he claimed to have the bloodline. He spoke like 20 different languages he showed up and he went in there with that guy and they went and checked this whole thing out. But if you get a chance to look up Romania's underground alien base, um, the guy that found it describes this holographic library. And I think the guy that actually discovered it, quote unquote, died from suicide. <laughs> well, it's probably shot himself in the back of the head five or six times, huh? Right. <laughs> then threw himself down an elevator shaft. Right, <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be laughing, but yeah, that's it's pretty, like that's pretty much how it goes down these days. It's yeah. like people get involved with the Clintons; they wind up dead all the time. Oh, it's all just coincidence. Nothing to see here. Move along. Have you seen that? I got to I'm going to play this. It, I'm going to find it. I'm going to play it. It, it <laughs> describes like the last twenty people. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! That's like only the last month. Aren't they going to go back any further than that? <laughs> well, it, it gives you a long list of people that were involved with the Clintons from like 1992 to present day. Yeah, yeah. 
And like every one of them, it's like suicide. Well, they're frightened for their life. I mean, yeah. some of the people have come out and said, I didn't, you're up against the Clintons. I want to keep my mouth shut. Bullet in the back of the head. They're like, yeah. oh, he committed suicide. Well, there's going to be so much hate mail on this now. Yeah. Shot himself repeatedly in the back of the head before he threw his face on a bear trap and electrocuted himself. And Duke's it was not. A horrible suicide. And Duke's not helping. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no. guys, hey guys, uh, we need to take a break real quick, and we'll be back. Uh, we can continue this conversation. I had a couple thoughts. Maybe we could talk about Antarctica. There's some things going on there. Uh, but if it's okay, let's take a few break, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're just going to jump right into it again. We were talking a little bit about Nimrod's tomb, tomb, excuse me, and. Uh, I think we're going to talk about Antarctica a little bit. Uh, but I think, uh, Duke, we left off with you, so I'm going to let you kind of finish up what you were saying. Or was it you, Wes? I think it was Duke. It was Duke. It was Duke. Yeah. Uh, you, you were kind of finishing up uh, something. If not, we can just kind of move on to Antarctica, if nothing else. Well, the only thing that I had to say about it was just that it was interesting that shortly um, after this whole thing, with all these giants supposedly coming out of stasis, is when the giant over in the Kandahar Mountains was shot by the military and drugged back in a cargo plane. And you guys, I'm I'm not as educated as you guys are on this on this topic. We I know, mean, we know. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, <laughs> so, and my question is, and probably some of the listeners' questions, you talk about people being in a stasis, like a, a frozen state, a stasis of some sort. How many people are we talking? Are we talking about an army? Are we talking about five people? Are we talking about ten people? Is there some sort of number that you guys can put on that? Because that would kind of make a difference in the whole scheme of things, right? I mean, because yeah, that, that, means more, that means more DNA is what I'm it, saying. You know, well, if they're in stasis, that implies that they're going to come out of it and wake up again. And it could just be that they made a bunch of stasis chambers before the Great Deluge. Uh, some of them opened up early. That's where Og and his kin, kin, kin came from and took over Bashan, subsequently got mostly eradicated and chased all over the rest of the planet and mostly eradicated. And now when these other ones got activated, they're waking up more than Nephilim. It's like, uh, time's up. You can get up now. So they're waking up the, Neph- the Nephilim. We're going to call them Nephilim or being woken up. Where, yeah, the Netflix where, Giants. So, this, this is the whole conspiracy thing, and it isn't just that's like a trip, man. I don't know. I don't even like the whole idea. Out all over the place. I don't even like the whole idea of that. I'll, I'll take one on right now. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get too close. Apparently, they have psionic powers that will make your head explode. Yeah, I guess. I guess I need to do more research, and I'm sorry for, <laughs> for both of you guys on this topic. But well, uh, as far as the Antarctica thing goes, the last time me and Wes were talking about that, and when we were mentioning about how World War II ended mm-hmm. in Antarctica. And not successfully for the Allies. And, uh, you know, there's all these weird rumors since then that there's actually been a continued presence of the Third Reich down there. Yep. And that they even have a little uh, embassy in New York in some building on the hidden 13th floor. And you have to have a special key to get into it. And only, like, George Bush Sr. and a few other people actually can get in there unless they're called for. And, uh, you know, so on and so forth. But <clears throat> you got to wonder if Antarctica is just a lifeless ice sheet with nothing but research stations at it. Why did Obama go there this year? And why did John Kerry go there this year? What were they doing there? Why did the Archbishop of Russia go there this I year? I didn't know John Kerry went there. I didn't know yeah, they both went there separately. I knew Obama did. I didn't yep. know John Kerry did. Well, are they looking for places to go hide after the election, or what What else is going on? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's there's that whole thing of the, of the uh, 
secret society thing that they already have their um their their safe shelters are already you know for the higher officials already have their safe shelters in case something bad happens like nuclear holocaust or something like that but i didn't know john Kerry went there that's interesting and why did he go there can you get him on the phone real quick yeah i was just uh <laughs> hang on one second guys <laughs> It sounds like John Kerry. In fact, you know what? We got John Kerry calling right now. Yeah, we got him on the phone right now. Yeah. No, somebody's calling. No, every time I jump on, uh, let me uh, change this real quick. And another thing that uh, Duke, uh, well, Wes is is doing nothing. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is another thing that I found kind of interesting was. You know, let me me just back into this real quick, Woody. And then you can go on with your two cents. Sure. This is Uh, is where I get my balls busted. No, no, not, not you. Oh. So I'm on Skype, right? And Duke's on Skype. Mm-hmm. Yep. Me and Woody are live in the studio. That's probably why the audio sounds so much better. But um, let me change this to invisible or offline. Oh, wait. Jesus Christ. I need, like, a producer. I need a producer to help me out here. <laughs> so every time I jump on Skype, mm-hmm. there's always some douchebag that wants to contact me. Or I'll be, I'll do like Sasquatch Chronicles and I'll record with someone in the middle of recording. It's like ring, 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 and I'll hit stop. And it's like ring, 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 I'll hit stop. Ring, 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 like you guys just heard in the recording. And it's like, Jesus Christ, if I hit disconnect, it <laughs> figure means, it out. Yeah, it means I don't want to talk at the moment. Give me a, give me a break. <laughs> I hate this setup. I, I hate people on Skype. Please don't call me on Skype. If you see me online, don't call me on Skype. And you know what? That goes for you, uh, Duke, and that goes for you, Woody. What'd you say? <laughs> well, hold on. What'd you say? Hey, on Skype. I just call them on the phone, and then they, then we call on Skype. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just playing. But no, it's seriously. It's uh, people calling me on. Anyway, go ahead, Woody. This, this show's a mess. <laughs> it's awesome. It is a mess. So as long as we're on a roll, let's talk about Pizzagate. <laughs> What's Pizzagate? Uh, I don't. I don't know what piece to get either. Is uh, can't even talk tonight, man. What is, was, was something in the air or what, man? No, it's just you. I guess. So, pizza? What? What are we doing now? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Antarctica. Okay, yeah, Antarctica. So we're back. So Duke, before you're rudely interrupted by West, please continue what you were saying, because he can't somehow can't. Fit. He can run a whole studio on a soundboard, uh, drink beer at the same time, but he cannot. For the life of me, uh, stop Skype people from calling Skype. So that sounds like a something personal issue. But anyways, go ahead, dude. It's true. Yeah. So all you guys in the future, quit calling them on Skype. Yeah. In the future, no. I was just saying that you know we did a show about how the uh, Nazis actually at the next part of Antarctica, uh, Queen Maud land specifically, Norway owned it for the first act of aggression. They even perpetrated in World War II before they did anything else. They grabbed her two hundred thousand plus miles of it. Dropped markers all over it, said it's our territory, and built a friggin' base there, Base 211, which a lot of people think they had heavily reinforced by the end of the war and had a lot of the uh, most notorious top ranked Nazis, as well as technicians, engineers, about 30,000 of them, all relocated there at the end of World War II. Then, Duke, uh, hey, Duke, do you have your headphones in? No. Oh, can you plug your headphones in? Sure. It's bad. Is it just me, or is that bad? 
I, I hear this I can hear it. whistling it's pretty pretty loud too. It's we may to, have to re-record this, guys. It's going. It's to, bad, Duke. I, I I'll have to have you listen to the recording and tell me what you think. It's like I hear some whistling in the background. I think it's your speaker. Oh, oh watch out! I bet that's it. I think it's a speaker. The uh, yeah, I bet it's, it's overmodulating through, and it's yeah, that could be it. It sounds like a whistle. Yeah, it sounds. Well, like I'm plugged into the headphones now. You got you got your headphones in. Yep. Okay. I don't hear it anymore. I don't hear it. Maybe anymore maybe do a test 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 test. Uh, yeah, let's know. do a test 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 while we're live on the air. It, uh, yeah, go ahead and give us a test, 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 Duke. <laughs> was this an idea? Yeah. It was an test, idea. Test, no, no, no. Test. No, no, go ahead. T- test microphone one, go ahead. Radio. F- yeah, it's gone. Okay, okay it's good. Are you it. happy with that, Woody? Are you satisfied? Uh, um, let me listen again. Can you, can you, yeah, I think I'm satisfied. Okay, yeah. let's go ahead and start again. Sorry, Duke. For the fourth time. <laughs> He's like, you guys are assholes, man. <laughs> Guess you're the biggest assholes I've ever met. Where were we? We were saying something about what Antarctica now. Yeah. So the the story about Antarctica. Uh, so Obama went down there, and I remember you sent it to me, Duke. And I was like, "What the hell is Obama doing down in Antarctica? What is he doing down there? Why is why is he showing up? Why are these government officials showing up?" And we when we did the Antarctica shows for um, Conspiracy Corner, uh, there's a lot of strange stories out of Antarctica, especially the military brigade. The bigger, oh can't even talk yeah the naval force that they sent the the naval force that they sent in (laughs) you do sound like me uh the naval force that went in there for um i can't maybe operation high jump yeah operation is that what it was they they sent several and even bad weren't battleships involved too that went in there they had an entire naval task force that they split into three groups that went to different parts of antarctica simultaneously for scientific research yeah for scientific research That's what I said. Yeah, and, yeah, and a bunch of them sank, and the planes all got shot down, and over sixty troops were lost because of scientific research. That's what Wes was telling me, and I didn't, I didn't realize that actually people had lost their lives yep. over. And sci- it wasn't just all Americans research. too. There were actually members of other military forces that were along for the ride because they were allies of uh, America during World War II. And then there was quote unquote, and I, I hate to quote it, but I was looking because I'm not going to quote it, but. Uh, I was looking earlier online, and I didn't realize that the Germans had made a announcement saying that they the technology that they've gained from Antarctica. I don't know, how, you know, you can't believe everything you hear on the internet or what you read, but they have the ability to go from the North Pole to the South Pole in a matter of minutes. That was what Admiral Byrd said when he came back from there. Now, who is that? So, so Admiral Byrd is who? Who is he affiliated with? Admiral Byrd is the head of the Naval Task Force for the U.S. Navy that went down for to Antarctica. US. Okay, okay. Well, go ahead then. You know, and famed Antarctica explorer. And after they lost all of said planes, uh, airmen, uh, seamen, and ship sinking, etc., and decided to uh, come back, even though they had only been there eight weeks and they were scheduled to be there for eight months. Um, when they stopped, the first place they stopped, of course, was in South America, and he had a press conference and said, well, if we you know, have to worry about any sort of future warfare, we're going to be facing an enemy that's able to fly pole to pole at rapid speed. So that's what he said. He said he did, so yep. pole to pole. And, and anybody, anybody that has the ability to do that nonstop is uh, – I don't think we can do that today, can we? Guys. Well, yeah, we can, but, I mean, it still takes a while. And This was in 1946, and at that point there was only like – Two, three airplanes in the world that could, you know, do something like that. So, 
And then another thing along with uh, Antarctica too is, and I, you know, I'm repeating it stuff that the average I consider myself myself average. Everybody knows that it's full of resources and it's untouchable. We can't touch, you know, it's got, we've got oil researches there. We've got fossil researches or, or fossil. We have fossil stuff there. And um, go ahead, beat up your mic. Do it like it owes you money. You know, this show's such a mess. Go ahead. Go ahead. By international that. agreement, we weren't beat supposed to have up. anything hang nuclear on. there. It's hang like on. what? 61. Hang on, Duke. What is he going to beat up his mic? Like it owes him money. <laughs> go ahead. This show's such a mess. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Like it owes you money. <laughs> Go ahead, Duke. Sorry about that. <laughs> so it's been a long day. So yeah, nobody nobody's supposed to be there, and, and and I guess we don't have the ability to, to do any drilling. I mean, nothing can be done done there. We can't drill. We can't do anything. Well, I mean, civilians can't go there. They have to have permission from the government in order to go there. Really? Yeah, it's like a no fly zone. That whole area. It, yeah, it's a no go zone. zone. It's not yeah. only no fly; it's no go. So, what's the real story? What's the real exactly. story behind Antarctica? Antarctica, guys. Since you guys are so smart, well, Duke <laughs> well, is, Duke is Duke is smart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a whole internet. I look at Wes. Wes looks, yeah. looks at me. We both go, "Oh, well, we're dumb. We're dumb shits." But Duke knows. Uh, so what's the well, crabby guy says. And, and, well, and yeah. can, let me throw this out there too. So I mean, we 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 also have a lot of people. The rumor is that when there's UFO technology there. Uh, they live under the water, under the ice, or whatever, and that's why it's. I've also heard that it's the end of the world, and people drop off at the end of the world. I mean, there's a whole bunch of speculation of what people talk about. But what? what and I'm going to ask Duke. I'll throw this in your plate. Oh, well. What do you think? What do you think the real? What do you think the real reason is? Well, what the Germans thought was going on there is that at one point that had actually been part of Antarctica and it had got frozen solid. So when they went down there, they were in, in search of let's dig under the ice and see what we can find. And in the process of doing that, they built themselves some really nice, incredibly defensible bases under the ice. So what did they find underneath there? Well, there's a pretty good evidence that they were already working on zero-point energy and lifting body technology, i.e. flying saucers, before they ever got there. So they may have gotten some of the idea from stuff they dug up there, or they may have already had it and just started uh, advancing it more in underground facilities that they were building there. We don't know, but uh, they thought that Atlantis had actually been, ta-ta-da, here we go again. That was, that was more Netflix, of my next, my next the question. Superman, yeah. Uba mentioned, uh, the Superman of old, the giants of old, the mighty Teutonic giants that had blonde hair and blue eyes. And that if you could only get the Germans to breed, inbreed enough, you would go back to those gigantic blonde-haired, blue-eyed giants with, you know, paranormal powers that their ancestors used to. That, this was Hitler's whole idea. I mean, they didn't have, like, DNA manipulation. So they were, they were talking about just, like, basic breeding program, like you do with chickens or dogs or anything else, to try and breed back to what they assume that part of the German bloodline had originally been, which is to say the Nephilim. That, again, were the giants that had this advanced technology that the Germans thought were actually at the Atlanteans. And that, yes, Antarctica was actually part of Atlantis and was buried under ice. I've actually, I've actually heard that same theory that it was part of Atlantis. Uh, and, and, you know, like anything else, it depends on who you talk to and what their beliefs are. But uh, I definitely know that it's, it's, it's more than just a, 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 frozen, a frozen place on Earth and there's more going on than that. Other than that, I don't really know. I just know it's weird. Wes, what do you think? You're sitting over. You look kind of dumbfounded. 
And by the way, our power is flickering, so I'm a little worried about that too. So careful what you say. <laughs> yeah, it really is. The power is flickering. Well, I haven't paid the bill yet. Yeah. What else can go wrong? Yeah, I mean, it's been one of the. It, it's been one of those nights. You know, I still have puke from my son puking on me all week. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, let me address that really quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go off Antarctica. Yeah. You know, this would be a great show for someone who has ADD. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all over yeah, the place. We don't have any over. specific topic. We just lightly brush upon dozens of them yeah. during the course work. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. So Woody's son comes over. Now, I love Woody's son to death. I He's my nephew. I love him. He, uh, he brings a smile to my face. This asshole brings over his kid. And his kid's sick as they come. Oh, he wasn't that sick. uh, Okay. How many nights have you slept? That's what I thought. So anyway, he brings his kid over. His kid's sick as a gum. And he sends me a text like a dickhead at like, I don't know, (laughs) 3 o'clock in the morning. He sends me this text. And he sends me this text saying, oh, um, by the way, you might want to buy some uh, uh, Lysol wipes and wipe your place down. Uh, My son's been up all night puking. And, like, already in the morning, I'm already sick as a dog. I'm like, man, what's wrong with me? I feel like I've had food poisoning. And I've been sick for, like, three days. And I just want to address that. That was a real dick move. Well, <laughs> I, figure, I figure 3 a.m. was better than no a.m. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can apologize now. Yeah. I'm not mad at your son. I could never <laughs> be mad at your son. I'm mad at you. <laughs> I'm mad at you. <laughs> no, he has, man. He's been so sick. It's been so... And you know what? I'm sorry, guys. We're going off topic here again, but... It's so sad when you can't do anything for like a two-year-old because they don't know what what it means to be sick, especially when they're throwing up constantly. It, it, it breaks my heart, man. But anyways. yeah. Since you think I'm an asshole, let's go back to Antarctica because I don't really want to talk about my son puking. But anyways, yeah. Antarctica. You know, if you puke in Antarctica, it freezes almost instantly and it doesn't even stink. <laughs> nice. That's true. Hey, did you? And this brings up another thought. And we'll come back. Add. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Another thought. Did you guys hear about the thing? I, and I saw this on the uh, on like the Good Morning show or something because I really had no life and I watched stuff like that, but something like that. And uh, they were saying that the U.S. Um, na- well, let's say NASA. NASA spent like an enormous amount of money. I'm talking like millions, almost millions of dollars on how to make a ballpoint and look it up. People can prove me wrong. See what the see what, see what the dollar amount is. I just thought it was I thought it was amazing. It's they, twelve billion. Twelve billion is what they spent yeah, on that. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that on the last show. <laughs> well, you guys need to have me on more, man, because I got good shit. That's yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, so everyone used a pencil. Yeah, we addressed that already. Yeah, we we actually brought it up as an example of the crafty Russians and how they keep outdoing us all the time with their miraculous pencil the Ru- technology. You're right. It was the Russian. It was the Russians. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they outdid us with the technology of the pencil. We'll, we'll just delete this part out of the show then, along, along with the Brian part. Oh, I'm not editing the show. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not editing I'm freaking it. screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> no, is, but seriously, let's get serious such, for this a second. Is such a what in the blazing blue hell is Obama doing <laughs> in Antarctica? What is John Kerry sneaking down there a few months later? Other than what money, you, what are you doing? Extending relations with the friggin' penguins? Seriously, what the hell? I don't know. I'd like to know. I really would. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of unexplained unexplained. And you know we should we should have took the time to look it up more. But I guess I should have took the time to look it up more. 
there's a lot of funny things that are happening in Antarctica, and you know, Atlantis is one of them. One of the one of the things they've in Duke, you brought that up, and and um, I know it's a no go zone for everything. So no yep. fly zone, no go zone, and like you can't even get there without without uh, you know being severely questioned or whatever, or whatever they they do to you. But but it's an interesting topic, and I think there's more. I actually think there's more that we don't know. And I think with time we'll get things figured out. I don't know if we'll get things figured out really because it's they don't want to talk about it. Like nobody reports anything on it, which is really weird. You know? Yeah, it's sort of a non-issue. There's this continent sitting there that's like bigger than the continental United States, but yeah, there's nothing there. I pay no attention to this. Well, they've already admitted that there's there's silver resources and mineral resources to where we could go and develop it and drill it, and that would be it would be to the benefit of the United States. If nothing else, we could, you know, serve other countries with oil and, and everything and such that, but it's, uh, it's okay to do it in Texas. It's okay to do offshore drilling here, but, uh, Antarctica, no, forget about it. You know, so no. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that much about it, but uh, penguins have more rights than two Indians. That's probably true. You want to <clears throat> jump to commercial? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's take a break. Uh, I don't know what you guys have, uh, after that, but, I'm sure uh, Wes will have something interesting to talk about. It's going to be in his lap when we come back. So uh, thanks for joining in. We'll see you in a few minutes. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Try to uh, do more research. Try to be a little more professional when you show up. <laughs> like I said, we're going to break. And some Wes is playing after that. It better be good. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you just joined, and and if you haven't uh, if you haven't listened, been listening for the last few minutes, we've just discussed some topics about. You haven't missed much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, everybody's kind of tired. Everybody's tired. If you're just joining the show, uh, Duke and I have had some interesting things to talk about, and and right. uh, everything Wes said is you know you can just fast forward past that, but. Uh, we're going to give him the chance to fix that now. And uh, Wes, what do you got? I'd like to talk to Duke for a moment. Oh, no. Yeah, Wes. Duke, are you going to find love? Um, in all the wrong places, absolutely. <laughs> Shows what a about, disaster. What, what about you, Woody? Are you going to find love? Uh, are you going to be single the rest of your life? You know what's funny about people that ask certain questions about like stuff like that? Right. It's really about them and what they're thinking in their right. own head. Psychology is a big thing that I, I took a passion in in my life. Really? So when you start asking people if they're ever going to find love, it's really a question that you should be asking yourself. Really? Mm-hmm. So I, what are you going to do? Well, I thought you were going to come back from the break and I mean, ask I me. Have to, a, I have a dog. I love my dog. Does that matter? Yeah, I love my dog. You know, women, uh, you know, let's talk about women for a second. No, please not. This will ruin the whole show. All right. Please. We'll go back to uh, Antarctica. Yeah, let's, let's stick to the... That's a lot safer. Yeah, let's not talk about women right now. I say we talk about women. Oh, my God. I love women. I just can't live with them, but I love women. So, Joe McKnight, the running back, a uh, former running back from the Jets, was killed. I heard By that. his girlfriend? Um, I... Probably. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, <laughs> that was a good day. <laughs> It shut Wes up, so that's even better. <laughs> uh, no, he. I guess he was. He was a Jets running back from 2010 to 2012. I don't know a whole lot about the guy. I recognize the name. Followed. I followed. You know, I've been following uh, football info for a long time. He actually played for your team, Wes. Uh, the Chiefs. 
Yeah, which was a very unsuccessful team. But he played for the wow. Chiefs for a little for uh, for a little while. Uh, but apparently, unsuccessful. Yeah, did I mispronounce unsuccessful? <laughs> Duke. Uh, okay. Okay. So anyways, did, yeah. so anyways, he's found up dead, and it sounds like that. It How do you be, wind up dead? I the, the, I don't really know. Um, they haven't really said he was killed. He was murdered by some sort, but they won't release um, any info on that. So I thought there's fascinating. I think there's foul play. So what are you, are you going to find love? What, what's your deal with women? Why why are you having such a hard time with relationships? So have you guys heard about the fires in Oakland? Uh, I heard there's lots of fires in yeah, Tennessee and the whole damn state's burning. Well, there down. is also. Sasquatch are running for cover, heading to Kentucky, overrunning the place. Tennessee, They're all going to start warring with each other. I don't other. know that much about the Tennessee fires, but I hear that uh, it's a bad deal. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like super I would assume there's a fire. I wouldn't think there'd be anything positive out of the story. No, this that. isn't one of those, oh, quick burn and everything will start turning green and growing again oh type fires. God. This is more of the roaring conflagration consuming everything type fire. You know what, Duke? What? You know what's going to have to happen right now at this point? We're going to have to answer Wes, because if we don't answer Wes, he's going to ask us for the next 30 seconds for the next hour. <laughs> no, I don't. Unfortunately, you know what? He, unfortunately, he sits across the table from me, and he has the ability to hit stop, pause, play, record, and shut my my mic off. No, and there okay. was a there was let's go backwards. There was like an episode that's not going to be aired that my didn't have the was not able to voice my own opinion. And <laughs> we should talk we about voiced, that. We, we should not talk about that. <laughs> and, and I called him out on it, and I'm about ready to do that again tonight. It's all right. You two homos don't have to talk about women. We can go back on to uh, <laughs> we can go back to Antarctica. Uh, <laughs> No, I actually got a girlfriend in Florida, so but that's yeah. Duke's got a woman, man. What? He's doing better than both of us. Yeah, I tell you, there's a little lady I'm interested in on the East Coast. I'm not going to mention her name. Wow, she entertains me though. She's one of these women. You know what I need in life? I'll be straight up and honest with you guys. Listen, asshole. I'll come across the table in two seconds. Hey, listen, I'm grabbing a pen and taking notes, man. I'm really interested (laughs) in this, so. Continue on, Papa. <laughs> Poppy. Poppy. Yes, please bestow us no. with your time as wisdom. So tell us about your uh, your woman, Duke. What do you like about her? Oh, she's really hot and she's really sweet. Is that it? And smart. You no, know, she's got a great personality, too. Oh, she's nice. religious. Nice. And that says a lot, too, because Duke's picky, man. Duke's real picky. Incredibly. Yeah. It took me forever to get him on the air with Sasquatch Chronicles. Did it really? Oh, yeah. I practically had sucked this guy off to get him on the air with me. He was like, oh, I don't know about that shit show. Well, I mean, you're a dick. But, uh, <laughs> is that why? Or are we, yeah, other reasons? Probably a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, well, I had so. already done Bigfoot Outlaws, you know, and it turned me off to shows in general so much after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was a great show. I loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Love. Love in the air, yeah. Some lounge music in the background. Yeah, love is a beautiful thing, man. You gotta cherish it. You know, if it's the nice thing, the nicest done. thing about love, though, is that Valentine's Day is coming up in the spring. Oh, that's oh, propaganda. God, you know, give me a break. And if you're already involved in a relationship with somebody that you don't think you're going to keep going, you just dump them before Valentine's Day, so you don't have to give anything. 
you know, my last relationship, she brought up Valentine's Day, and I was like, is that still a holiday? Are you still really, I mean, really? You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, really? Or I, I got to get you some for Valentine's Day? Like, that sounds like such a bogus holiday. It sounds yeah, like exactly. propaganda to me. Yeah, like, do the women get anything for the men? No, no it's all about no. the men getting stuff for the women. Yeah. Buy flowers, buy cards, buy candy, okay? And who owns all the concessions? Friggin' Cherub. That little bastard has been shaking down men for decades. It's time we put a stop to him. Skeet shooters have tried. People with lock-on uh, you know, missiles have tried. No one's been successful. It's hard to figure out where he lives. But this has got to come to a screeching friggin' halt. If you only love somebody enough to give them gifts once a year, you don't really love them anyway. God, what do you speak your mind? This homo across the table from me agrees with you, Duke. Tell us flee the fish. Hey, if I got if I'm in love with somebody and they're around, I'm gonna be giving them stuff all the time. I don't need once a year in order to do it. I won't tell you about my last Valentine's Day. Let's I, hear about I it. I can't tell you about it. Let's hear about it. Yes. Let's tell a funny story. <clears throat> Let's okay. tell about the uh July fourth story. I know people are wanting Which one? I know people are wanting uh Interesting historical facts, but I'm not in the mood to tell really, The really guy got beat up? Yeah, did I ever tell you the story, dude? I think we've told that story before. No, we never said on there. Which one? Oh, we haven't? No. Huh. Uh, about when uh, <laughs> the guy got uh, beat up. Did I ever tell you that story? Which, well, I know lots of guys got beat up uh, stories. Which okay. particular one are so you I'll, t- I'll tell this story, and what do you can fill in the <laughs> blanks? Or if what do you want to tell the story? I'd be happy to uh, since it's your show. No, go ahead. Since since uh, apparently love and beating up somebody is more important than Antarctica. Yeah, we'll come back. And 40 people dying in a fire in Oakland. I think that's more important. Yeah, let's cover that first. I promise the uh, audience that the next show will be more informative. But I got to get this off my chest. Okay. So July July 4th, back when I was married to the uh, Wicked Witch of the South, uh, there was a guy that showed up. And Woody and and myself and our younger brother Greg, we can have Greg on one of these shows. Mm-hmm. Greg's hilarious. He is. He's hilarious in a different way. Greg just speaks what's on his mind and doesn't think twice before he speaks. Yeah. But um, he's worse than Woody and I. So we're at this July Fourth party, right? The whole neighborhood put on this this party to where they would blow fire. Go ahead, take it, take it on there. Let's hear it. Answer it. Who is it? Don't play that off, man. That was your Skype going off again. Don't play yeah, that off on me. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not my fault you can't control your Skype. Yeah. So anyway, this uh, uh, this guy shows up. And he's probably, at this time, what, what am I? Probably 30-something, early 30s at this time. And this guy shows up. And he wants to, he's been drinking all night. And I really hadn't been drinking at all. I, mean, I know it sounds like a shocker to most people, but mm-hmm. I really hadn't drink. Right. I really hadn't drank a whole lot at this point because I was getting pissed. I'm sitting there at this at this fireworks show in my neighborhood, and this drunk guy shows up. Now, uh, he's running his mouth to my ex-wife, at, uh, my wife at the time, my ex-wife now, saying, oh, I, I know guys like your husband. I could beat this guy up, blah, 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 blah. Well, he's about three feet from me. It was bad. And I'm fuming pissed at this point. I'm like, you want to, you, you want to go on the merry-go-round? I'm happy to provide it, fella. Let's let's rock and roll. I will, I will mop the concrete with you. I will use you as a basketball and bounce you like a basketball. And I'm getting more and more pissed because this guy keeps running. The more this guy got drunk, the more he ran his mouth, oh, and it God. was pissing me off. And so we're sitting there, 
And this guy's going on and on and on. And my wife at the time, uh, well, that's a whole different story. But anyway, my wife at the time, she was like, just calm down. He's drunk. He's just a kid. He was probably like, what, 24, 23, 24? Yeah, something like that. Early 20s. So this guy's running his mouth, right? And we're at this party, and I'm like, okay, this is getting old. I'm going to teach this guy a lesson. Well, you got to back it up. You got to back it up a little bit. It's more than it's more than just a party. I don't know how we got from Antarctica to this, but anyways, it's more than it's more than just a party. It's a neighborhood block function that they do every year. So you have so a big party. Yeah, I mean, we're talking we're talking a large group amount of people that yeah. are, are all come over, and usually they and where Wes happened to live happened to be one of the three. I'd say three or four homes that lit off the biggest fireworks. And so it was kind of like the main um, the main event area for a, probably like a three or four block radius. Everybody came over to this area. So go. Yeah. Here you go. So anyway, this guy keeps running his mouth. And I'm getting more and more pissed off as I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, I'm going to kill this guy. And uh, to back this up, you know, I have six brothers. Out of all of us, I would say I would have the longest views. And Woody would probably brush my balls on this, but he would agree with me off the air that I have the longest views. It takes a lot to really piss me off. And when I get pissed off, step back, but you're, it's going to be a long road before you really get me upset. I don't just fly off the handle just to fly off the handle. I have a very, very long views. So I'm, the, I'm sitting there, I'm getting more and more pissed off as I'm sitting there. And this guy keeps running his mouth all night long. And I'm thinking, I just want to kill this guy. I just want to destroy this guy. Let me get my hands on you. Give me a reason to get my hands on you, because I will throw you the biggest beating you've ever had in your life. So I'm sitting there, <laughs> Craig. So this guy, he's sitting in front of me, or he's standing in front of me, and decides he's going to whip it out, whip his penis out, and take a piss in front of all these kids, my daughter being one of them. Yeah, our kids were young. Yeah, and immediately I'm enraged. Immediately, I, I just snap at that point. I grab this guy by the throat, pick him straight up. I walk him out to the road. All these fireworks are going off. I slam him down on the ground, have my hands around this guy's throat. Now I'm about ready to punch his lights out. I've had enough. I've had enough of his BS. You know, I'm done with assholes. I've been dealing with assholes my whole life. I'm done with it at this point. And so I'm going to throw this guy a beating. Well, he's down on the ground. I have my fist back. Like, I'm going to just pound this guy. And then I realized this guy's a sloppy, sloppy drunk. And I'm sober. For the most part, I was sober at that point. And so I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. So I get off of him. And I'm like, he's learned his lesson. He still has his pants around his ankles. And I picked this guy straight up, walked him out, and bounced him like a basketball in the concrete. So I, I get off of him. And I'm walking back up to the house. I turn around. Woody's on top of this guy. Just throwing him a beating like you've never seen. <laughs> Just punching the crap out of this guy. And so I run back out there and I grab Woody and I'm like, hey, man, let's. And I pull Woody off and I'm like, this guy's just a drunk. Let's just, you know, there's no, it's like beating up a retard. Let's just leave this guy alone. Let's let it go. Well, no, he came back and tried round two. Well, no, I'll get to that. Oh, yeah. So I pull Woody off and uh, I'm walking Woody back up to my yard and I'm like, he's had enough. Well, pretty soon we hear this guy screaming. We both turn around our younger brother, Greg, which is Greg's a big man. Greg's probably bigger than both Woody and I put together. Yeah, he's a big guy. Um, Greg's on top of him, 
just beating the crap out of this guy. <laughs> what the hell? Did you guys stay at, stand in line and take numbers or something? Pretty much. What's well, funny is Greg, Greg's, Greg's the last person that will actually go up and throw a punch. But yeah. he had seen enough, too, and he was like... Yeah, Greg had enough. And Greg's, Greg's strong as an ox. He is. He's, I mean, he's, he's he strong is. as an ox. He is very strong. He's not real bright. He's a I big, love him to death. He's a big, strong guy. <laughs> but he is strong as an ox, and he's just throwing this guy a beating like this guy's never seen. So we go back, we grab Greg... And the guy had made some sort of comment as Woody and I and Greg were wa- walking back to the house. I think he thought we were all the same guy. And I think he <laughs> thought, this guy's nuts. Like, mm-hmm. he was cool at first. He got off of me and realized, okay, I'm not going to beat this guy up because he's a drunk. And then Woody's on top of him, throwing him a beating. And we all have shaved heads. You know, we all kind of <laughs> look alike. We're, all three of us are all tattooed up. So I kind of think this guy thought it was the same guy. And I think he thought, this guy's completely insane. I mean, here he is beating the crap out of me, gets off of me, and then gets back on me, beats the crap out of me, and then comes back and beats the crap out of me again. So he went down and got like 20 of his buddies. And pretty soon they all start walking down the block like a mob. And that was no joke. That, this really happened. Yeah, this really happened. This really happened. So like 20 We were got- playing poker in the garage when they came walking up. Yeah. So, like, it's like a mob coming up from, like, the old west. You see him come walking down the street, look like a mob. And I told Woody and Greg, I said, just stay here. <laughs> I'm going to handle this. And I walk out there, and I am and I don't remember what happened then. I remember I turned – basically, his friends wanted nothing to do. Woody and Greg were both right behind me. He couldn't – the drunk guy couldn't figure out who beat him up. He was pointing at me. <laughs> yeah, he was he pointing did. at Woody. He was he pointing at know. Greg. He didn't know – Go ahead and answer. Answer down there. Who is it? Go ahead and answer down there. Hello? Mm-hmm. Put on speaker. Put on speaker. Can we just skip past this? I really don't want to take this call. Who is it? Let's, let's not really talk about who does. Oh, okay. So anyway, that's a 4th of July party for everyone. Welcome, welcome to my hey, life. And don't welcome worry, to my life. Don't worry about putting your phone on mute while we record. Yeah, I did. I did. But it... <laughs> Don't so worry what, about putting it on vibrate. Just go ahead and let it ring the shit out of the while we do the show. What happened to the gang then? Did they end up uh, annihilating oh, you guys or what? So, no, 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 They them? dispersed. No, they they changed their mind real quick. They changed their mind real quick because the three of us <laughs> had been drinking at that point. <laughs> and and I and I was telling Woody, it's funny because we're all three arguing. I'm like, you guys stand here. You guys don't intervene. I'm going to kill these guys. I beat you. <laughs> and I beat you to the driveway. Yeah, and Woody's arguing with me, and Woody's pushing me out of the way. He's like, no, I'm going to kill these I'm guys. I'm like, let me have a piece <laughs> And then Greg's pushing me and Woody out of the way. He's like, screw that. He's I'm, like, get out of the way, mother effers. Get yeah, out of the way. He's like, I'm going to kill these guys. So all three of us are fighting over who's going to kill these guys. And I was ready to go at that point. I was like, I'll take on all three of them. Yeah. I'll take on all these guys, man. Uh, this drunk and... You know, a bunch of skinny twenty-year-olds. I was like, I'm off the floor. I'll, I'll, I'll make a huge scene out of this. Yeah, but we seem like old men compared I'll to them. This. Oh yeah, I'm sure they looked at us as old men. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got to the topic. Uh, what were we talking about? It, Antarctica. It's interesting. You know, there's not a whole lot of gang wars in Antarctica, from what I get. Well, we'll do. I could, I could tell you guys plenty of Vegas stories. I know Woody and I started doing a show on that, but I'm backing off because people. The Vegas years. Yeah, I could tell you all kinds of about bouncing in Vegas. I could tell you all kinds of stories. Joe Girl says. I'm sure there's crimes I could still be charged with at this point. But. So yes, you would mention that. So I got I got a little something for you guys. 
to get off the uh i guess wes is on a rampage tonight and he wants to talk about fighting which right I, I don't fight i'm a very peaceful loving guy <coughs> bullshit and my last i just want to let everyone know that my last resort is throwing a punch that's not right. really what i want that's not what i'm about mm-hmm. but um I saw this. I saw this thing on the news today. It's, it's on uh, CSNBC, and you can download it as an app. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pushing the show or trying to give them. Uh, you know, what do you call it? Props on the air or whatever. A plug. A plug. That's that's what I'm trying to think of. But I thought it kind of interesting. And and uh, Duke might find this interesting. Wes, I already told you about it. But and you can give some feedback on it too. But I guess one of the uh, new treatments of cancer is. The doctors are giving, and we know they all give them cannabis. Cannabis is nothing new. That's no new treatment. And what cannabis does is it's supposed to create uh, a form of environment to where cancer can no longer continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, I mean, that's been in the news. That's, that's no new news. But today I heard something about mushrooms. Well, I'm like, mushrooms? What are you talking about, mushrooms? Well, they're talking about the, the psycho, psychological mushrooms of the ones that screw you up you know the ones that you go find out in kapu magical yeah the magic so you probably they did use the word magical that you said that duke actually but i guess it's a chemical that's in the mushrooms called um and I, hell i can't pronounce half these words but cycle cycle the psilobin something like that so yeah and that's i guess that's the part of the chemical that enters the brain which makes you have that out-of-body experience. Well, I've never done mushrooms or acid or anything like that. But right. It, it, I guess that's a part of it, – it institutes a part of the brain to where you actually step outside of the body. And um, the way they explained it was kind of weird. I know it's kind of far-fetched and that's way out there. But they were saying that it gives you the ability to realize – your brain realizes that you have cancer. And now you have this extra sensory, I guess I would call it. To where you can actually it creates your brain to go in and fight cancer, mm-hmm. and what it does is it um, destroys cancer. And there's actually been um, within the last, and it's new technology. Everything's new technology. But I guess within the in um, the last few years, people that have been cancer ridden, I guess would be the word, that have had a lot of cancer within six months of being completely high off mushrooms, their body has self healed. Due to the brain changing the way it thinks about cancer, I don't know what you guys think about that, but uh, I know psilocybin reacts with the brain, and that's a word too. Right. You should repeat that word for the people. After my beer quit shaking, but yeah, they change the serotonin level in your brain with the uh, cancer fighting agency as well. I just thought it interesting. I, mean, I think it's interesting stuff that have been so shunned upon in the past. Uh, Marijuana, cannabis, uh, and now we're going into mushrooms, you know, actually can affect. And these are things that you might want to bring with if you go to Antarctica because, you know, you're not going to get them growing there locally. (laughs) That's true. There's no cows, right? There's no cows in Antarctica. No, as far as we know. There's reindeer there. They actually left reindeer at an Antarctic uh, whaling station about 150 years ago, and uh, they didn't die. (laughs) They're still producing offspring. Wow, I didn't know that. Anyways, I thought that was kind of interesting. That was one of the things I was going to talk about tonight. Yeah, it's interesting. So everybody now thinks I'm a pothead. I'm not, but uh, you know, it is what it is. No, I think it's. Uh, I think it's interesting. Do you, Do you have any irrelevant topics you'd like to bring up to as well? <laughs> Thanks. No, I just hope everybody is happy uh, that uh, the things in the country have settled down a little bit, and looking forward to a merry Christmas. 
And you guys want to go into, uh, you guys want to talk about a little bit of Trump for a second or no? Yeah. I mean, uh, my hero. I don't know about hero. <laughs> so, uh, and this is, this is kind of old news. It's within a couple days. Okay. So, uh, I, apparently Trump has talked to, I guess, carrier, carrier, people that aren't familiar with yeah. the carrier brand. Uh, they're, now, they're, what do they manufacture, like flying air conditioners or something? I think they do both. That I don't know. I do know that they do like commercial, they do a lot of commercial buildings on top of like major motels, like in, in Las Vegas, is where it's like mandatory to have air conditioning. They do a lot of the big, they do residential and commercial. That's about, other than that, I don't know. I mean, in fact, when my parents had, <clears throat> excuse me, when they had, when we were looking at AC, Carrier was one of the one of the brands that we went, or one of the brands that came and gave us a bid, but they ended up not going with them. But they, it's it's a big business, and so Carrier has um, agreed to keep the work in Indiana, I believe it is, in yeah, Indiana. Yeah, thousand jobs. So that's a big that's a big deal. And another thing is too, and you know, you hear all this bad bad stuff about Trump, and I'm not I'm not here to like support Trump. That's not my goal, but. I will name a few positive things that he's done. Uh, and number two is I've also heard that, uh, I, and I didn't realize this, and I don't think a lot of people out there um, realize this as well. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm just stupid. I don't know. But I didn't realize that majority of the Ford products were all manufactured in Mexico. And mm-hmm. Ford itself was manufactured in Mexico, like full vehicles. I'm not talking mm-hmm. like a switch to roll down a window or a toggle switch for this or that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm actually talking about full, full-on full vehicle builds that were in yep. Mexico and they've I guess it sounds like from what I've heard I could be wrong you guys can correct me if I'm wrong I know Wes loves to do that but uh, they're going to move that back to the US which I think is great and then also and there's some controversy on this one Wes and I've talked about it maybe Duke you can give us your two cents on it for the people out there that are listening to the show this is all unscripted we haven't we haven't discussed any of this stuff so I think they got that at this yeah, point it's a mess so just bear with me but um Apple, that's another big one. Apple decided that they're going to move all their manufacturing back to the U.S. Back to the U.S. And that's the one. I mean, they all hit home, really. But all of that plays off really good against the Obama videotape from six months ago, where he was saying, "How's it going to bring back manufacturing? How's it going to do that? How's it going to bring jobs back to the U.S.?" Uh, it's it puts the golf club down and called the company. Yeah, duh. I think that's more or less what what Trump did, and what and I, you know I'm I'm not a huge Trump supporter. I'm not a Hillary supporter, but if you ask me who I would support more, it would be Trump. Um, he went to work right away. You know, he's not even president yet. And look that's at the whole point. He's not president yet, and he's already making good on some of his campaign promises. And, when was the last time that happened? Yeah, and that's and I think that's really hitting home with the people. And I think um, it, it's funny because I have a lot of people on my Facebook, and I. You know, I really, I'm getting to the point where I don't really appreciate social media so much anymore, but it, it sure is funny how people kind of, uh, and I'll get a bunch of hate mail on this, people have kind of piped down a little bit about how great Hillary is. Uh, you know, Trump, yeah, that trend will continue as more comes out about her. It will, and I'm, and I'm sure it's not going to stop, and it's probably not, it's probably, I don't, I don't see it playing to her favor much more, and I guess we're going to have a recount. <laughs> really? We're already trying that really? We're having a recount? at this point because it's it's too late. There's three key states: Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. If they cannot get them to take their electoral votes away from Trump, then uh, you know Hillary might have enough to win by some weird logic. But it's already past the point where they can file for that in Pennsylvania. Wisconsin already did the recount; she's still lost. 
I don't know, and I don't. I don't want to turn this into a political bash thing. People are they've heard enough of that shit, and I don't. I don't well, as long as you brought it up, Jill Stein's a traitor to the Green Party, and all the money that she raised isn't really being used for anything. So There's no way that she could have won anything out of contesting those states and getting a recount. What was the purpose of doing it, and then asking for all the money to do it? That's a good question. That's a great I, I, question. I don't know what to say to that. I didn't think about it in that manner. But, yeah, that's a good question. My answer is she's just a pawn of the friggin' Democrats and always has been. She was there to try and suck votes away from Trump. What? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I And, Duke, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think you're 100% right. But uh, Well, they show their true colors, and here's a good example. You know, I was more than willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. But when she starts playing stupid bullshit games like this, uh, sorry, you're an idiot. And you just made the Green Party look like idiots because you're the leader. Idiot. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Dude. I was going to say, and, I, and again, I can't. And she's an egomaniac idiot. That's how I really feel. <laughs> Duke, they should have you on like TMZ. Way too hard for those you guys. Should, heads you, should do an, you should do a personal interview with Hillary Clinton. You and Hillary. 60 minutes. Here you go. As moderator, Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent, there you go. And I saw, you know what, and, he, and you saw that too, Duke. I wasn't so much impressed with Ted Nugent. I really wasn't. Some of the stuff he said, some of the stuff he made sense, and, and I'm a Ted Nugent fan, but you know what, when he, that night when he came out and he was, he was talking, and in fact, I think it was shortly, no, it wasn't the same time, but when he came out and he started talking about, you know, hey, I'm going to shoot this and I'm going to skin this and blah, 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 let's all go out and kill this and kill that. I didn't agree with all that. I didn't think that really actually helped Trump at all. Well, you know, there's two reasons. And I'm he did a hunter. A, he's I'm a hunter, and he does a hunting show, and he promotes all of that. And B, he knew that some of the libtards would see it, and it would really piss him off. Well, hey guys, let's uh, let's continue this conversation. Let's take a little break, and uh, and Duke, let's let's get back into that and talk about that for a few more minutes. And actually, I think we should end it. Are we done? It's at an hour thirty. Okay. Yes, we're done. I had to shut oh, my okay. phone off because I kept going off. Go ahead, Woody, and close it out. You ready for right now? Yeah, go off. Okay. Did we give him a word of wisdom for the day or something? We we need to do that every episode, don't okay, we? Okay, what are we doing for the word of wisdom? <laughs> okay, I got one. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show tonight. Uh, I think we're going to close for the night. Uh, and uh, next time, next week, or maybe later this week, we'll have another show. And I think we're going to call it Renegades. We'll run it past Weston Duke. But uh, be looking for that coming up in the next few podcasts. And I'm going to have a little closing uh, closing idea for the end of the show. And I mentioned it earlier in the show as well. You know, don't believe everything you see in the media. Uh, and don't get down on, your t- on yourself too, on too bad about some of the things you read because it's all negative. You know, take one day at a time. Keep plugging away. And I'm not trying to sound like Jerry Springer, but uh, that's what it is. Love yourself, love the people around you, and uh, good night to y'all. I'd just like to say before we close out, I hope Woody and Duke find love. Um, I know you guys are struggling. I know you guys are going through tough times. And I'd sure like to see you two find love. Thanks, man. Now, I'd like to say before we close out that it's all about cooperative effort. And, you know, if you give a man a fish, he eats today. If you teach him to fish, he eats for a lifetime. But if you give them dynamite and a fish net, everybody eats. And stay the hell away from that tide challenge. It's propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's been fun. Uh, Duke, have a good night. I promise not to use your real name for future episodes. Worst nights, guys. show ever. 
Thanks. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.